talking more yet. Talking. Talking. are talking. We are talking oh, really? a lot. A lot of talkers. I would agree with that. This podcast <laughs> is called Erase the Filter. Erase the Filter. Erase the Filter. Attention all travelers. It is important that you keep a close watch on your baggage and carry on items. Do not leave items unattended at any time. Do not accept articles from unknown persons to carry onto aircraft. Maintain control of your carry-on items to Jason Sloan is an electronic musician, composer, and sound artist currently residing in Baltimore, Maryland. His work explores immateriality and its relationship to memory, systems, and the virtual world. He's been releasing music in the ambient and space music scenes for close to two decades. His discography includes over a dozen ambient solo albums, and then another half dozen post-punk and minimal wave releases under the moniker Lavenier. The two projects are interrelated, but distinctively different sides of the music of Jason Sloan. I have two veins. I guess you could call it, to my output uh, and my work. I've done ambient, atmospheric, electronic music for close to 17 to 18 years. Um, And then about six or seven years ago, I started to take a little journey towards um, uh, more of a 80s post-punk synth pop vein, which has been a passion of mine, and I've always loved that type of music, so it kind of made sense. I've always been drawn to the atmospheric side of that type of music, which is where I think I ended up spinning off anyway to uh you know create the ambient music and really went down that path but um kind of came back to really what my true i think my true passion is you know okay so yeah um but i i, I again i love all music so so when you release a, an album under your your proper name jason mm-hmm. sloan correct that's the ambient yes music and, and then- that's where i created the uh division between it to try to i i hope it's you know to clarify that um so when stuff comes out under the love near moniker that's the 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 minimal right. wave dark said stuff. still just use solo even correct. live, right yes yes Although Lavenier has claimed the lion's share of Sloan's attention over the past several years, he continues to actively work in both the minimal wave space and the ambient space. Here's a taste of his ambient work. It's the title track from his 2016 solo record called Haven. Jason Sloan has a few new projects in the works, including an ambient follow-up to Haven. Uh, I have a new ambient record that's um, pretty much finished. Um, I'm just in the process of polishing and maybe adding a couple more post-production things. Um, it's probably going to be close to 60 minutes, um, four or five tracks on that. It's along the lines of Haven. Um, it's interesting because I started out when I was doing this type of music, the atmospheric stuff, really in the pure space, beatless tonal textures um, area and have so many albums under my name with that style but then it really started moving more towards rhythmic sequencer based music because I love that kind of stuff too and I think it was just really attributed to as I learned more about the technology and how to create different things and uh, it just naturally moved that direction Okay. so that's where I think Haven it's been kind of labeled as my most accessible ambient record somebody did which I thought (laughs) was really kind of funny 
two people are like this is Jason Sloan's most accessible ambient record. I'm like, okay, but uh, that's really cool. Yeah, but it was that's. But I think that that's really what it is because it is less of this tone float. Gotcha. If you will, less soundscape in the in this sort of blurred watercolor sense, and it's more structured musically and more of a traditional sense. And again, when you talk about that music, it's to say traditionals, you know. Right. Right. That's a track called Black Day from Lavenir. There are new Lavenir releases on the horizon as well. Uh, the new Lavenir record is definitely, l- this album I think is going to be a little darker. It's a little heavier in terms of a little more industrial, I guess you could okay. say. Uh, the percussion and stuff is definitely more so. It's interesting when I listen back to the first Lavenir record, I was still finding my footing and I was, I've always loved singing and I've always did choir and stuff in high school and all that, but I just with the instrumental ambient music, I'd kind of gotten away from that. So the first record, when I listened back to it, I, I'm still proud of that, but it just like my vocals, like so saturated in reverb and it's just kind of funny. It's like very Lycia, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. kind of funny. Um, but I think it was just my lack of confidence really in a lot of ways. And it's definitely more stripped back in that respect now there's less vocal on my or less uh, uh, reverb on the vocal and things. Um, so you're letting your true voice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm much more comfortable. So I do karaoke every week, so that's kind of helped me. <laughs> it's <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Um, but uh, oh, what's I your favorite it. karaoke I love it. song? Oh man, I. Uh, I do everything from like Peter Murphy to Depeche Mode, Man at Work, Tears for Fears, you know, all okay, the, all yeah, the good yeah. stuff, all the yeah. crucial stuff. Right on. <laughs> is, there a, is there a particular bar that you... Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to go unnamed. That's my, <laughs> that's my secret. I don't need people turning up <laughs> sign my ambient record. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Alexa, volume up. This is a little bit of a um, dual personality uh, musical life. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you prioritize? You, you know, to me, there isn't really a. It's just where I, I I'm really happy. I, I guess it's in a lot of ways you could think of it as being bilingual or multilingual. Okay. Um, they're all languages. They're all music. It's it's just the the way that it's organized is a little different. Right. I use the same instrument. Well, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of uh, synthesizers and in, 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 in equipment, but it's just a lot of it's used for the ambient stuff, and then it's all a lot of it's used f- the same stuff for yeah, the for the Lavenir stuff. Um, so it's just and and it's just where my heart or my head's at at the moment gotcha. is how I prioritize in terms of that you know that respect. I, I don't see a huge division between it. It's all contemplative atmospheric music in a lot of ways I, I hear a lot of my ambient music in the love near stuff sure and vice versa sure. you know. oh, if, if it's a race to the next album which one's coming out first love near and what's the timeline on it? Um, I have a split I'm doing right now with silent signals that's coming out um, probably in uh, the fall okay. um, it's a split vinyl release and then um, the new love near full album will be out um my guess is spring 2019 on cold beats records okay. out of spain 
which is my label f- for the full albums. I know you've been doing this for a long time, and so you've come you've come full circle from the uh, your first your first record. I think is ninety nine, right? If I ninety eight ninety eight. So so at the, right at the beginning of the CDR, mm-hmm. the ability to burn a, a MP three dot com baby. Right, so, right, Remember exactly. That? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So we were we were transitioning from these old formats to mm-hmm. these new formats at that mm-hmm. time. As an artist that's been consistently putting out music, mm-hmm. how what do you think and how do you feel about the vinyl resurgence? I think it's wonderful, honestly. Um, I'm somebody that listens to music on all formats. I've never gotten rid of my turntable. I've never gotten rid of my, my cassette deck. Um, I still have a DAT machine. I have an MD player, you know. Um, I have music on all formats. I, I think it's wonderful, honestly. I, I think that there's something to tactility in music and the longevity. Um, I don't like it when it's very ef- sort of ephemeral. Mm. Um, if a hard drive crashes and you haven't backed it up, all your music's gone. I don't want someone else to control my music library either, like Amazon Music or something. No, I, you know, I, yeah, no, yeah. no, not poo poo and Amazon, but no, no, I got But it. they can curate what you want, or you know, if they decide that they're going to let their licensing for something go, and that's my only way of acquiring it, then it's gone. Um, so I want to have a hard copy of everything. I think I think that it's really great, and I think the new generation, like with my students and stuff, that they're really getting back into vinyl and things. Um, it takes us back to the art of sequencing a record correctly, because to me, it's a story. I think about that when I create an album. I don't like the a la carte, you know, right. way of receiving music where I just kind of handpick a track here or there. Um, I think that art form is lost where you think of a side of an album, you know, as a complete piece. Because if you just happen to, that's all the time you have, then right. it has to kind of have some sort of a, 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 you know, a finale on that side. But then at the same time, it also has to be able to pick up. It's like, you know, yeah. two parts of a play. I, I really didn't think that it was going to come back. Mm-hmm. as an independent artist that mm-hmm. we were going to be able to make records you know there reached a point yeah. where i just felt like that that was that was over i made a seven uh-huh. inch in 1997 96 mm-hmm. uh, and that was the that was my only vinyl <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I didn't think it was ever going to be a thing yeah and i didn't i mean obviously the 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 pressing plants didn't either because <laughs> there's more demand now and the equipment isn't you know right. you, you know uh, up to the up to the task one last thing uh-huh. uh from an emotional perspective, what does your music do for you? Why do you do it? Why do you make it? This sounds, not to sound pretentious, but it's an honest answer. It's just, I make it because I have to. There's something in me that drives me to create. And I've always been like that ever since I was a little kid. Um, I'd be making music whether people listen to it or not, or I'd be making art whether anybody listened to it or not. Um, it's a necessity, and it's just something I, that's, that's in me to do it. And I... I, I have colleagues that say the same thing, you know. Um, I, I was always drawing or making something or s- dancing to the dishwasher or something when I was a kid, you know. And it was just I was always drawn to to creating some sort of output. And um, it's, yeah, for me, it's, it's just, it's the way, uh, there's no other way. Jason Sloan's work is well documented at his website, jasonsloan.com. The music can be heard and is available for purchase through all of the usual digital online channels, including his Bandcamp page, jasonsloan.bandcamp.com. Links in the show post. And special thanks to Jason for visiting us live and in person here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania to perform an ambient show at the sixth floor back in June of this year. Now I know what podcasts are. (laughs) Erase the filter. 1.40 a.m., um, Charlotte, 
International Airport, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I was trying to get to Phoenix, so I got on a plane in Baltimore uh, this this morning uh, around around lunchtime, and uh, it got so it was delayed uh, for mechanical reasons which then delayed it to a point where then it was delayed for weather-related reasons, which means that when I finally got to Charlotte, the flight was, um, the connection was missed. I was trying to get to Phoenix. So my, my flight from Charlotte to Phoenix was gone. The next flight was delayed for weather, um, and it was delayed eight times. So every time you would get within maybe a half hour of of boarding it would be delayed again and that went on until 11 p.m um so from about 4 30 to 11 at which time the flight was canceled i was trying to get to phoenix and um it wasn't the only flight that was canceled uh there was a flight to dallas los angeles Minnesota, all canceled at like 11 o'clock Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, so me and a few hundred of my close friends um, queued up uh, at customer service and uh, we stood in line for a couple of hours and we all also called in uh, to reservations and played the little game to see if we would get to the counter before they answered the phone or if they would answer the phone before we get to the counter well i got to the counter and talked to tawana and um i was really really happy to talk to her and she hooked me up i was trying 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 to get to phoenix She hooked me up with a flight to Phoenix at 8 a.m., uh, but it's through Atlanta. Um, it's a, it's interesting how, in different contexts, news can be really good or really bad. Um, when I received the news that I would be in Phoenix uh, by noon local time, I, it was great news, uh, very welcome. I'm sure that the same information delivered to me at a different time would have been just very dreadful. I was trying to get to Phoenix. It's a little too late to get to a hotel and then be back to go through security at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, it's only about five hours from now. So I get to experience the Charlotte, whatever it's called, Charlotte International, I think Douglas might be in the name, airport. Um, in the middle of the night. And I'm, I'm on the rocking chairs. If you've ever been to the Charlotte airport for a connection, which is uh, pretty much anyone who flies has been through Charlotte to connect, you know where, where the rocking chairs are. I got lucky. I, I got a rocking chair. I'm watching the guys dust the, uh, the airplane mobile above the sushi bar. Um... There's some security guys powwowing at the piano. 
It looks like it's, it looks like a very important meeting happening there. Uh, Starbucks is still open. Um, very smart. Because I just filled up on Starbucks crap. Uh, coffee frappuccino. Got me a chocolate muffin. Even, even a banana. A really, really ripe. Probably should have gone away. Or been used for smoothies type banana. I was, I was, I was, I was trying to get to Phoenix. It's 3 a.m. Um, still at the Charlotte Douglas International Airport. Um, got the uh, official name. Charlotte Douglas International Airport, uh, code CLT, for those of you uh, who use uh, airport codes. Um, I moved down to the sea concourse, to the, um, the gate that I'll be leaving from at 8 a.m., uh, heading to Atlanta, and uh, a lot of weary travelers down here, a lot of, uh, a lot of people snoring, a lot of blankets, people laying on the floor, um, it's freezing cold, I think the air conditioning is probably still set for the thousands who were crammed in this space um, only a few hours ago, probably didn't adjust that down, in any event, I have to say it's the first time I've uh, spent the night, uh, or morning as it were, uh, in the Charlotte Douglas International Airport. Rocking chair got a little uncomfortable. Uh, of course, I'm probably just a little grumpy right, right about now. 3 a.m. I was trying to get to Phoenix. Almost 6 a.m. Making my way back to Starbucks. I think I might have slept a little bit. Hard, hard to tell. Gonna get on a jet plane here in a couple hours. God willing, and the creeks don't rise. And head out to the desert. People are starting to wake up. It's sort of like, um, <laughs> it's sort of like being at a campground. Right when the right when the first light comes up and you start seeing people coming out of their tents. It's a lot like that tonight. Or this morning I should say. Very uh very surreal. Things are starting to shake up a little bit. All the all the real travelers or regular travelers are starting to roll in and they're curiously looking around. that good day
This is Jason Mundock. Thanks for listening to Erase the Filter. Show notes can be found at erasethefilter.com, and if you have feedback about the show, feel free to email me at jmundock, J-M-U-N-D-O-K, at gmail.com. And always remember, open your mind, be yourself, erase the filter.